For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode three, We Believe in Dude uh, podcast. I'm your host. Sheldon, the landlord Williams, and we have with me a co-host, Steve Wiseman. Sheldon, it's good to be with you again. Hope you're having a great summer. And uh, uh, what what you been up to lately? What you been what you been hanging out doing? Yeah, since the last time we talked, uh, my brother told me about these uh, wrestling documentaries. I'm not sure if you heard about them, but you know, back in the day, I was a big wrestling fan. Stone Cold Steve Austin was my my favorite wrestler. Um, I got into those. They really, really done well and then i kind of got into uh, another one was called dark side of the ring and i was able to watch a lot of these older generation uh, wrestlers and the stories behind you know what we saw on tv it was even if you're not a wrestling fan you'll find it very interesting but how about yourself that does sound like a lot of fun i mean i i you know about wrestling you know there's a the whole talk about you know is it are they real athletes so that kind of because it is scripted but but that doesn't mean they're not athletes, right? And they're not people right, right. going through it and learning a lot of stuff about it. So that that does sound like a pretty good story. Um, yeah, I mean, there, <laughs> like you said, some of the things are scripted, but you can't fake jumping off thirty feet, um, you know, cage and going into a, a, a table, whether it's pre-broken or cracked or whatever. You're still jumping thirty feet off and hitting yeah. each other with you know razors. I mean, uh, bats and then cutting yourself with razors and. All this stuff just to get people into it, and then people kind of go crazy over it. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Well, speaking of going crazy, I have been um, working on this week a lot of stuff. Uh, you heard about NC State's baseball team and getting uh, run, you know, because they had COVID issues, got run out of the College World Series. Uh, that's not about Duke, but it's college sports, and it's something I had to work on a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a huge story. Of course, we know Duke had their own problems with with COVID-19 outbreak with the basketball team, which ended their season early. So uh, there is a crossover there. And, you know, this pandemic is still something we're dealing with. It's not gone. We all want it to be gone, but it's not gone. It's still kind of hanging around. So um, we're just not quite through with it yet. Right. I mean, uh, if you're watching the the playoffs, NBA playoffs, you saw Chris Paul, you know, who had a, you know, a great series. And then all of a sudden, he gets COVID right before the Western Conference Finals. And we're like, all right, you know, what, what was he doing to get COVID? You know, this is time was being you know, very important for him and his team. And then, like, you know, another reality check, like, hey, even though things are opening back up and things are being, like, you know, gradu- you know, gradu- you know going towards uh, normal life, people are so antsy about getting back to that normal life and then not knowing or not even really thinking about COVID is still here and people are still getting it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad the playoffs are going along. And um, let's talk real quick about that, about, about what you thought about the NBA playoffs and, and Phoenix getting to the finals, right? First time since 1976. 
Yeah. Um, that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, uh, if you had told me before the season started that one they'll be in the finals, I thought you were crazy. I mean, I knew they were going to make the playoffs because Chris Paul's track record. You know, Clippers haven't been in the playoffs. He gets them to the playoffs, and he was in the playoffs with um, uh, New Orleans and OKC. And then mm-hmm. I mean, OKC was probably the biggest thing. I was like, he took a team that should have nowhere been sniffing the playoffs. If you look at that roster, and there was number four in the West, and you know, this is the Chris Paul effect. So everywhere he goes, he gets his team in the playoffs. So I knew he was going to get in the playoffs, but I didn't think the finals. Yeah. Yeah, it's been exciting to see new teams kind of involved there. And, of course, uh, you're, you're close with the Hawks. You know what, uh, what, what kind of team the Hawks have in the East um, uh, to, to get by and get the position they're in now. Um, how, how do you feel about what you've seen from, from the Eastern Division side? That's another team. I mean, um, you have a team that was second to last in the East, and then they wind up uh, switching coaches, and now they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, you know, which is it's nuts. And I have the transform- transformation from how people was kind of hurt early on, and then all of a sudden everybody kind of got healthy at the same time, and then they make this huge run to what they are right now. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, I will say this is probably one of the most bizarre playoffs I have seen because every time I think a team is going to be leading the pack, then the opposing team comes back and evens the playoffs out. And then, okay, well, it could be this team. It could be that team. So it's, it's I don't know, it's fun as a fan. I just wish that I was, you know, able to see who I think for sure will win. Right now, like, I know Phoenix has made it, but I'm not – Totally sold on that, especially if you have a, a healthy Giannis coming back. I don't know if he's coming back or not. Um, if Trey's coming back next game, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. So, It is a brave new world of, 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 the, of the NBA. There's no, no Lakers, no Celtics. You know, the teams we're used to seeing there all the time. They're out in the new, new blood. So brave new world of that. And uh, that's a good transition for us to talk about, go back to college and, and, and Duke and the brave new world of, of college athletics with Players uh, can now monetize their name, image, likeness. That finally came through. The NCAA rushed through their their rule changes uh, ahead of July 1 deadline because that's when a lot of states had passed laws or had executive orders by governors go into place, so about a dozen states or so. Uh, And you couldn't have um, some athletes in some states able to do it and others not able to do it because our state legislatures hadn't passed the laws. So the NCAA had to make a blanket law. They wanted Congress to get involved and do it for them. Congress said, no, we got other stuff to worry about. You know, you should have seen this coming and done something about it. So they did something on the short term. And um, anyway, it's, it's all different. And I'm just curious, you know, what, uh, what you think about it and, and how you think that would have affected you, you know, when you were in college at Duke. Honestly, I, I think it's great. I mean, cause a lot of times when you come back to the dorm, you know, you're just trying to get your next meal you know, after a long practice. So that's the only thing you're kind of really thinking about, like, you know, making it back to the cafeteria before food closes, if the practice is not, you know, running over too much. Um, you know, things like that, or you have to go right into a night class and then there's nothing else to eat and everything. So having these opportunities to kind of put money in your pocket for whatever things you need to do, especially since um, how demanding sports are in college, there's no 
you know, regular students where you can actually do a side job while you're in school. There's no time for that. So for them to actually be able to have this, it's great. I think um, I hopefully there's no problems that come in on the back end where, you know, there's always something that goes on at some point. Hopefully it doesn't deter what they're trying to do with this new law. But for me, if I had a chance to actually have money in my pocket like that, I'm a big shoe guy. A lot of my money went to uh, shoes. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Jordan head. I would get all the you know, newest Jordans that came out, uh, all the retro shoes. I mean, that, that would have been my vice. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's got something like that, right? We all got, <laughs> we all got hobbies. And right, right. Uh, when extra money comes in, that's where it goes is, is hobbies a lot of time. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I did like, uh, there was some, uh, when your old teammate, JJ Reddick uh, uh, from Duke uh, said, you know, if he would have had this, he would have, he could have made a lot of money, I'm sure. Uh, with, with his career, and he probably would have spent more on on Natty Light and and polo shirts that he was going to have popping. So the pop collar. And the funny <laughs> thing is, when I read that, I instantly remember him doing that, having like the pop collar, <laughs> the seashell uh, um, neck chain that he had on, the flip flops, <laughs> and everything. I can definitely see him doing that. So when he said that, that image came right to my mind as soon as I read that quote. <laughs> he said he would have endorsed shooters too. I guess we can give them a quick plug. His so. shooters, hey, give him a shout out. I'm like, is shooters still there? I'm not even sure shooters are still there. Yeah, shooters too is still hanging around. They're still okay. Okay. Yeah, the pandemic <laughs> kind of slowed things down a little bit, but they're still they're still okay, kicking. Okay. But uh, oh yeah, can't can't get my shooters. Yeah, that, that was a spot when we was in uh, college to kind of go out and hang out and everything. So I didn't know it was still around. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But um, uh, you know, Duke is in position. I think. For their athletes, particularly basketball, like always, but but I think all athletes at Duke, to 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 really monetize and make the most of this situation, it looks like. I mean, the social media channels that Duke has are very popular. They're popular than, than most professional teams, uh, and uh, I just think the school uh, we're going to see a lot of kids there benefit from this in, in big ways. And I I personally think it's a good thing for all college athletes. But uh, you know, just from you being around Duke and knowing the program and knowing how they how they even back in the day when you were playing, when they, you know, before all the social media stuff, the way they promoted you guys and promoted the program, how do you think that's going to translate translate over now to this NIL thing and help the kids out? Honestly, I, I think it's going to do wonders for these kids. I mean, uh, one, everybody knows that going to Duke, you're already going to be at the biggest stage anyway. And they have a really big following, whether you love Duke or hate Duke, you know, we all know there's no in between. So having like, you know, over 5 million uh, followers on uh, social media platforms, Having um, the last, I want to say that with the last seven, seven, eight years when they made this uh, Duke TV kind of behind the scenes where you, they win a game, they interviewing each other, you know, in the mm -hmm. locker room yeah. and things like that to kind of put themselves even more so out there. They have been doing a good job of just kind of using that platform, you know, for these guys. So I think it would be no, I think it'd be like no joke. I think it'll be really good for these guys to actually monetize, like you said, off these opportunities because they already have them out there anyway. And now it's even more so kind of being creative to do different things with it. You know, we mentioned, you know, when you and JJ were playing and some of the things you could have maybe monetized off. And, and I think of, you know, the last 10 years here, like, you know, I covered, now Kyrie was hurt a lot of the times when he was a big star when he was there, when he came in. People knew about him before he even got to Duke, right? And then uh, uh, I know I saw Tyus Jones uh, tweeting to um, Jaleel Okafor 
hey, how much money do you think we would have made that year? You know, that championship year. And then, you know, Jason Tatum and Marvin Bagley. And I covered, mm-hmm. you know, Zion and RJ Barrett, right? I mean, right, right. there was a lot of money available to those guys. And, and um, there is one thing about this, though, that it's still tied to uh, you, you can't make an inducement to get somebody to go to school or to stay in school. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a hard line to tread, right? But, but you can't, you know, a company can't come to, let's say, Zion when he was in high school and say, if you go to Duke, we'll give you this endorsement opportunity. That's still illegal. So I, I hope it works out well and they can, they can navigate this, but I, I fear a little bit there's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard line right, to right. separate, right? And that's what I was saying before. Um, I was like, hopefully there's not a lot of cases that kind of deter what they're trying to do for the majority of these guys. So I'm hoping that's not the case. I was, uh, right before we started talking, I was uh, reading a small article about the kid down in uh, Miami, the quarterback. And yeah. his brother is now being the, uh, the manager of him. And he's literally doing all these different deals and brands for the quarterback which, you know, being in Miami is a big city and everything, and you quarterback of the, you know, University of Miami. So you don't mm-hmm. have a spotlight on you. So he has these different deals. And he said the phone has not stopped ringing for his brother. And he's been kind of trying to take advantage of that. So honestly, I'm hoping that there's guys and schools that are actually making sure that these guys are not doing anything unnecessary or going overboard with the, the new rule. I know it's new. I know it's exciting. But listen, at the end of the day, you don't want to do anything that jeopardizes the reason why you're there. Right. Because if you do something that violates the rules, you're not going to play this year. And the whole idea of this is your fame and your you know, name, image, likeness. It's your fame. If you're not on the field playing, you know, if you don't go to class and or whatever gets you out of playing, it's going to hurt your brand. Right. Right. So um, and that's. You know, that should always be the case. You should worry about how you're presented, how you are, if you're respected. But now there's a, a dollar figure attached to it, too. Right. So, right. you know, we'll see how that goes. But um, and then this year's Duke basketball team uh, is going to have guys coming in. Uh, uh, you know, Paulo Banchero has a pretty good social media following already coming in. Uh, he's somebody I think that, that will be able to benefit from this and you know, all the freshmen that are coming in. And as the season goes on. Uh, we're going to see that grow. And of course, and that that can lead us into talking about, you know, the games they have coming up. Some of the games are now out. uh, The schedule's not totally announced yet, but we have an idea on some of them. Mm -hmm. We know they're going to open up at Madison Square Garden against Kentucky in the Champions Classic. We know they're going to play Gonzaga uh, out in Vegas uh, on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. And now we know the um, ACC Big Ten Challenge is against at Ohio state. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be probably you know, obviously two top 10 teams. Um, what do just, you think so far? About what second, though, that first month, just take a second and think that first month you have Kentucky, you have potential um, Michigan state or Kansas, and then you have Gonzaga. It's all in the same month. How crazy right. is that? To start the season the same month. How crazy is that? And and then the the Ohio State game is November thirtieth, so that's technically the first month too, right? Thank, yeah. How crazy so the is first that? three weeks, <laughs> you're gonna have those I mean, games. <laughs> Coach K want to go out with a bang. He's going out with a bang right now. So he said, "Hey, I'm accepting all challenges right now." So <laughs> that's right. And then, um, you know, also they almost had Michigan State 
in the Big Ten ACC Challenge. I know that there was some discussion about that, that that they wanted to try to line up Kay and Izzo to play one more time, mm-hmm. you know, in the Big Ten Challenge. And it turned out Michigan State's going to play Louisville. Duke's going to Ohio State, so that didn't work. But because Duke actually owes Michigan State a game in East Lansing because last year during the pandemic, the the Champions Classic wasn't held like it normally is, right? right so. Right. Michigan State agreed instead of playing at a neutral site, they came to Durham and played at Cameron and you know empty Cameron. And so as a result of that, Duke's going to play a game in East Lansing at some time in the future. Mm-hmm. Not, I guess John Shire is going to be the coach next time they do it, right? Yeah, it's be yeah, yeah. Next year. But I like what you said about the schedule and about how you know they're they're loading up early. I do know they're going to be at least two ACC games in December. Okay. Um, Maybe three. There's three windows for games in that month, uh, because of the 20 game ACC schedule. Now you have to start in December. Although when you were playing, they didn't start till after Christmas, right? So, right, right, right. Um, that's different now. So they need to get ready, right? They need to get ready and put those those three games you talked about. Getting ready for ACC. Yes, I mean, like like I said, those top teams you play in the first three weeks. You know, you coming out swinging. But the good thing is what a lot of Duke teams in the past did not have was Coach K there every single day during the offseason. Right. So they're going to be able to grow up faster than him not being able to be there, I guess, as much because you're not pointing that knowledge every single day. <laughs> so now that they actually can, you know, drink in that cup, so to speak, and have him right there with him with them every single day throughout the summer and to come back for the, the fall workouts, They'll be ahead of the curve, in my opinion, because they have had so much time with him versus him kind of like, you know what, um, I got USA, I got, you know, speaking engagements, I have, you know, this and that and the other. But, right. yes, that's my whole thing. Like, I think they might be coming out running because of all the preparation they have with the one-on-one time with Coach K. Right. And that's that's a big thing. That's a huge thing. He's not – doesn't have to be on the road recruiting, you know, all summer. And especially this year because the pan- pandemic shut down all that in-person recruiting, right? Mm-hmm. And nobody could be on the road. Everything was done by Zoom. So in June, you know, Nolan uh, and Chris Carowell and, and John Shire were out on the road a lot. Coach K didn't have to do that. He was he could hang around in Durham. Now, when they bring kids to campus for in-persons, of course, he could be part of that recruiting. I mean, knowing he's saying, hey, I'm not going to be your coach. John's going to be your coach, but mm-hmm. I'm still going to be around, right? right even right, after, right. you know, even after retires next year, he's going to be around. Mm-hmm. So he's still there, a, a role in recruiting. Let's not say he's not any. I, you know, I want to make, I want to make that clear, but, but you're right. When he's not doing that little bit, he's with the guys as much as he right. can be. Right. And right. Uh, that's really going to be huge. And I know, you know, these guys want to send him out on the highest note they can. They want to, the final four is in New Orleans next year. They want to go to New Orleans and cut down the nets. Um, the ACC tournament's going to be in Brooklyn. So um, there's a lot of uh, big stops along the way this year that, uh, that I think these guys are going to be ready for. It's going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait uh, for the season to start and to, to go on this journey. You know, it should be at every game and um, it's going to be a neat thing to follow. And, um, have you heard anything yet about, I know there'll be a lot of alumni coming to games and everything, right? So I don't know if you guys have talked about that much yet about what games you guys want to try to come to. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of alumni coming in you know, pretty much, you know, every season, but this season right here, it's going to be even more. So you can probably see people, you know, the cameras, 
in the stands looking at a whole bunch of you know, guys, you know, pretty much every single game. I will say that since it's going to be his last year, you know, it's going to be pretty tough. I mean, he's what? Um, he was at Duke. What, uh, what, what number of years? He was at Duke. How many years? Again? 42 years. So 42 years of yeah. coaching, 42 teams, you know, and that's yeah. what, 12 guys, you know, each, you know, each year. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, crazy to try to fight <laughs> for these, uh, these tickets to try to get at least, you know, a game that you want to see. You might, yeah. you know, get some games that you may uh, don't really want to circle just because you want to be at a big game for his, you know, last year and, you know, that type thing. But honestly, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't really had a chance to see what game I want to go to. Um, still trying to figure out our schedule as well with the G League team, with the, you know, the College Park Skyhawks. So right. I got to work around that. So that's my only thing where I can't really, you know, pinpoint anything right now. Right. Yeah, and yeah, just like the G League schedule isn't all done and finalized yet, right. Duke's schedule isn't isn't totally finalized. The ACC hasn't, and and frankly, ESPN, right? They're the ones that decide when the games are. They haven't set that yet for for league play. We know the the weekends. We know who Duke's going to play. We don't know when and where. Or we we know where. We don't know when, like what time, right. what day, right. what network. And then the non conference. We know some of the games. We know that that Duke is going to uh, open the last season in Cameron. Uh, with their own little four-team tournament. So after they're in New York on the 9th of November, they're going to play like the 12th uh, against Army. That's going to be uh, the home opener, which would be okay. great for Coach K to play right. Army, right? His right, last, right? Last home opener at Cameron. So anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we plan on uh, uh, here at the pod, at the, at the Believe in Duke pod, keeping our listeners involved all year long. You can reach out to us. Uh, uh, on social media, I'm Steve Wiseman NC uh, at my at my Twitter handle, and uh, I write for the News and Observer, the Raleigh News and Observer, Durham Herald Sun. You can find me at uh, uh, news, newsobserver.com or heraldsun.com is where uh, my stories appear. And uh, we look forward to hearing from our fans. And as we, this pod goes along this summer, we're going to answer a lot of your questions. Yep. So thanks for listening to another episode of We Believe in Duke. Hopefully you enjoy and stay tuned for more. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.